Hey everyone, Ryan here. I'd like to do a quick announcement about some changes to the podcast before we get started on episode 15, part 1. We're going to be dropping new episodes on Wednesday for now. It's a small change, but one that needed to be done. And you can look forward to new episodes every Wednesday as pretty much on the regular as possible. I know we've been pretty bad within the last few months of getting content out to you guys on the regular, but hopefully that will be changing. We're going to be trying to do some new recordings over the internet, um, so there may be a few episodes that sound a little different, but I'll try to make them or make sure that they're as good as possible when we release them. Uh, I also want to thank all of you who've been listening and sharing the podcast. It really does mean a lot to us. I know I usually try to shoehorn this in at the end, but we are available on Facebook, Twitter, and at our email address, thegetlostpodcast at gmail.com. Anytime that you want to easily chat with us, we're always looking for feedback from you guys or advice for new topics or whatever it is that you're interested in hearing from us. Anyway, here's myself, Stuart, and Tyler for episode 15. Enjoy and happy listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get Lost Podcast, episode, I don't know, 15, 16, and uh, a serious welcome back, since we've been gone for like fucking a month <laughs> or more. Um, but uh, tonight you have uh, me, your host, Ryan Hargan, you have, he's got beer in his mouth, so go to the next guy. Uh, Tyler. And Stuart. <laughs> um, and uh, we're just kind of going uh, over the last year, the old 2017. It's a good year. It was a good year. Was it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it sucked. Yeah, that is true. We lost a lot of good people. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. We were just talking about. Um, to be fair, though, a lot of good movies came out. Yeah. All right. You want me to go down my list? Are right, you going down a list? Are we going down a list right now? I have list. All right. Dude. I always do the list. I'm this the guy list guy. Listing guy. All right. All right. My number ten. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, but really not one. as good as some of the other Marvel movies or other movies that came out last year. That's true. But Thor was really good. Michael Keaton really saved that one. Yeah, no, Michael, Michael Keaton is absolutely the best part of yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. I, mean, I don't know. Well, what's his name? The who's, Who played uh, Spider-Man this Tom time? Holland? Tom, Tom Holland. Tom yeah. <clears throat> I thought he was really good. He did good. He you did can't, good. I can't deny that Like it was nice having a Peter Parker that was age-appropriate for once. Right. Or, or least, close to age-appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, that, that was good, but... Something about Michael Keaton when he got on the screen. He just, yeah, no, he he just ate does. it up. I mean, he's just, That's because he's Michael Keaton. He's one of the, one I know. Of, one of the best villains. Plus, he was, playing, he was playing the vulture, but he had just done Birdman. I know. <laughs> but that's the problem when you put a Michael Keaton in a movie, uh-huh. is that he makes everybody else look average. Right. That is true. Yeah, it's, it's hard to surpass uh, old Michael Keaton. Which, actually, speaking of him for the movies... Um, one of the good ones I saw was The Founder. Did you guys see that? The McDonald's one? Oh, yeah. yeah. The McDonald's one? I didn't see that one. It's a damn good movie. Oh, man. I forgot to put that on my list. That was a good movie. Well, you know, it, and that's that's the problem with lists, Stuart. Because lists make you forget stuff. But The Founder, it was very but good. But they movie. also help you remember stuff. That is true as well. That's why you need to get Letterboxd, though. I'm going to go ahead and do a free promo for this. <laughs> yeah, and after I watched The Founder, I didn't want to eat McDonald's for a while. No, it's a little... Uh, Made you hate the place a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Because, like, I, after watching The Founder, it's one of the few times in my life that I've literally gone to a fast food restaurant and just go, this place is the man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like quantifiable, like, ruined people, like, you know, made what? made one person a massive amount of money and dicked over a whole... This is a man. This is the place a man resides in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't think about homophobia when I eat at Chick-fil-A or... <laughs> For some reason, I'm okay with Taco Bell. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But they're all big corporations. Yeah. They all have their baggage. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I mean, Chick-fil-A makes... It's just, it's just kind of hard, because, like, Chick-fil-A hasn't had a movie made about it yet. Like, yeah. I'm sure if there was a movie that was, like, I don't know, like, chicked out. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a porno, though. <laughs> yes, it does. I know upset about that. Yeah. But they're, they're the highest grossing... Fast food restaurant in the country, despite being closed. Chick Fil A. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. damn good chicken sandwich. We're, we're just offering promos. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep going too, like new Taco Bell, new can over there by the Blue Line. Oh, I heard. <laughs> Blue Line. Mm. Looks like they built that in a month. Yeah. No, I thought I thought Spider Man was 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 good considering the circumstances. They had to shoehorn it into the MCU. You know, midway without doing an origin story. Yeah, but you could have been done so many times. You could almost say that like their shoehorn was probably the best possible shoehorn that movie could ever get. Yeah, because like if they ever try to introduce like Fantastic Four at this point, or even the X Men into the MCU universe, especially with the deal, I'm not. I'm not seeing a good transition. You know, yeah. I'm not seeing Marvel ease into the the X Men. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We have 20 years of people being exposed to X-Men movies. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to explain it. No. And just in general, you don't need to explain Fantastic Four. We've seen that origin movie twice now. That's true. I, you're not wrong. I, I, I think you'll be okay. I think if you the just... only issue with X-Men is how do you explain that all of a sudden there's this school that these special people have been going to with these special abilities that nobody's mentioned in the last 12 years of Marvel movies. Yeah. We just know, keep it really secret. There's all the stuff super there's secret mutants everywhere. And <laughs> well, I mean, I think you could. I mean, I think you could do something. But that I mean, again, they were trying to hide and protect, right. and then they kind of yeah, realized yeah. they had to come out to the fore. I mean, you, you could do something. reset button available with the with the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, they do. Yeah. We'll, which we're gonna see, that, but yeah. But yeah, I think Let's all things considered, that was that was as good as well executed as it could have been. I think it'll be really funny when they absolutely just wipe off the Inhumans completely. Because have you guys seen the show? Nope. That's something that we can talk about since that was a, a brand new show in 2017. And it was absolutely dreadful. Was it? Absolutely dreadful. I didn't watch any of it. It was probably one of the worst shows I've ever seen come out of Marvel. And like, I know a lot of people complained about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it first came out. But then that show actually got good. Yeah. And then it, apparently it's gone completely like apeshit crazy off the walls again. I'm but, getting that confused with Legion. I heard Legion was good. Legion was good. The FX show, right? And then um, Gifted. The Gifted was good. That was another... Uh, Hulu or something? X-Men. That was, um, that was on Fox. And oh, then okay. Hulu has The Runaways, okay. which is the children of villains kind of thing. But the, all those have been... At least, at least Legion and The Gifted have been good. Isn't it getting to be a little much, though? Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I completely agree. That was the same way with yeah. the Berlanti-verse. No, I agree. I was watching Flash for a while, and then I felt the need to go back and watch Arrow. Yeah. 
And then it got a little ridiculous. I've and I heard Supergirl's fine, but I've kept up with I've kept up with those up until this season, and I haven't. I'm just going to binge them when they hit Netflix. Yeah, but it's it, I've heard amazing things about the crossover from this season. Yeah, that's too but, much. But it yeah. is. I mean, it's like now I've got a show every night of the week that I have to follow, and yeah. there's an animated version like those like the CWC. They have some animated movies that have the same characters in them that yeah. are all canon, and it's like it's it's just too much to take in at once. Like, yeah. They're doing a good job. They're entertaining, but I don't have the free time. Yeah, and how many so times do people watch it, come yeah. come right. to you and go, "Hey, uh, you got to watch this." What? You're not watching that? Right. Well, let me add this to my list. Yeah. Of stuff. I'm terrible. About that. Yes. Yeah. And the problem is, I watch an episode and I like it, yeah. and then I'm sitting there for the next week yeah. watching it. But right. there's there's too much stuff out there, but, to be and that's fair, why I think you're going to all this app based, you know, well, real specific I, stuff. No, um, yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, I was actually, I was actually going to tell you. I think the thing that I really like, which I've seen more out of this year than any other time in my life, because you know, of Netflix, who, um, HBO, and stuff like that, is shorter seasons, and that makes me happy. Like the network shows are still trying to run these damn twenty-four episodes, mm-hmm. and I think they end up stretching the storylines too much, and they end up like. It's it's, it's just filler. too much. Yeah, it's too much filler. And, like you also end up wasting characters and wasting potentially good storylines because you plug them in to fill space. Right. Yeah. Of a twenty three episode season. Yeah. They well, done that with Gotham. But then, but then you get a show like Westworld, which was like what eight to ten episodes, and was epic. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's that's one thing I noticed when Netflix started doing shows. If you wanted to tell a forty seven minute story. You didn't have to worry about chopping that down to 43 minutes so you can leave X amount of... Yeah, because you're not worrying about commercials either. And so you could get the credits to roll. I mean, that's what you were doing with those shows. Because you were were also getting... Yeah, like you said, you were getting 43-minute episodes, but then you were also getting like 55-minute episodes, like 60-minute episodes. They weren't afraid to run whatever they wanted. They kept it around the same Well, it's all about the model. If you're watching a show on NBC... That's yeah. not. They don't want to entertain you. They want to sell you Coca Cola. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you're watching a show on Netflix, they want to entertain you because right. you're paying them direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I think that model we're already seeing it. Heck, I've done it. I've well, been doing shit. it for two years. Where yeah. I only get stuff I want. Yeah. Well, um, not only that, but you're not so you're you're not focused on commercials. You're also not focused on finding those beats for those commercials. So the show is able to be like. You could have an episode, like, uh, do you guys watch Mindhunter that came out last year? I've watched a couple. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's the one about serial killers on Netflix. It's a good, ep- or a good show. Really Not good watching show. it. <laughs> I know. It's okay, buddy, but you will one day because it's really good. Um, but no, like, uh, we sat down and watched that, and the thing that I noticed uh, pretty immediately about the show is that it can have, like, an episode that's like 90% slower than normal television because they're not trying to beat action into it or leave you with a cliffhanger before a a commercial break. But they're able to have this episode that's slower, it's more dialogue, and it's more story-driven than anything you'll find on network TV because it's not trying to go, okay, well, you can have like exposition here, but then you got to have like a nine-minute fight, by the way, because we want people amped because when they go into that, we're going to show them like a, a Clorox bleach commercial and it'll show like people that got all scuffed up in a fight and we'll sell them it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's know your audience. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but that's also like, it's Netflix. It's availability yeah. of being able to do that versus... Me, you know, I like my documentaries. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it on anything. Yeah. 
I even, well, I started it, but I couldn't stand it. I started watching one on Barbara Streisand the other day. Not because I like Barbara Streisand. Just because it was a documentary. <laughs> but it was awful. Don't watch that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, I guess the big Netflix show, though, Stranger Things. Season, season two. two. Season the two. Cultural two Phenomenon. What do you think of season two? You guys like it? I yeah. yeah. I thought it was really good. You know what I don't like about it? The Stranger Things kids. If I, I see st- I one still don't more, agree with you on this. No. I don't understand what he's going on. No. We need so, to hear this. Oh, yeah. No. It's late night talk shows. Drop no. Late bullshit. night talk shows. The Stranger Things kids. They're so crazy and talented. They are crazy and they are talented. No, they're not. That man. one kid they're can great really in the fucking show. sing. Which one, Dustin? Yeah. The, uh, Dustin Grasso? Yeah. yeah. Well, Dustin. But Gabe? I don't, I don't know. know. his name. That kid can sing, though, man. No. I give him credit. He's a singer. Great show. Whoever the sheriff is, he's the best. Oh, but Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's about to play Hellboy. Hellboy. He's going to play Hellboy. He looks good as Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. He claimed so it was all no CGI, man. but it was also possible he was full of shit when he said it. So. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, it could, instead of CGI, it could just be uh, makeup. Right. Like, and I'm fine with that. I'm gonna mess with Ron Perlman though. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, would be excited to see when it looks a little more gritty though. Ron Perlman was very like. Yeah, I was surprised by that. If you go back and watch it, like the first Hellboy was like fairly dark with the whole like Nazi and cultism. But then I've I've told people a lot. I really didn't enjoy the second one because the second one felt like they were trying to do Star Wars and Hellboy universe. Right. Yeah, like, I liked the first one better. Yeah, the first one felt like much more like when they said like this is the agency of like paranormal or cult or whatever. Like you were like, oh shit, there's some dark shit here, and it right. was because you're dealing with fucking Nazis. Right. Like, <laughs> well, no, and especially if you never read it, it's kind of like the Men in Black yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, this what? Yeah. But then you know the second one came out and you had like. This is the last of their kind, and he like drops a seed, and it comes out, and you're like, "What kind of plan is this?" Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it was still good. It was just by the end of it, I was just a little like I didn't care anymore. Like, Plus, everyone loves killing Nazis. This is true. <laughs> it's a good thing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Illinois Nazis. So, what was number nine on your list? Number nine on my list. Yeah, we're all over the place. We're just gonna. That's fine. Oh, this I know the best what it was. Way to do and it's a movie I, I held off. I just didn't go see it. I mm-hmm. went saw it in two D IMAX. Dunkirk. Oh yeah, I did as well. Did you see it's it, done seen it yeah. dude? Fucking oh. Dunkirk. I'm telling you. you well, it's it's a historical Dunkirk. movie, so yeah. we're not going to ruin it. But yeah. Tom Hardy plays Bane again. Okay, good. Yeah. No, he does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because I'm watching I like that. it. I like that. I know, but he does. I, I mean, I imagine I would enjoy the movie because I've liked everything that Nolan has done. done yeah. And and with the, the same cast members that he keeps recycling. Yeah. Like, I, he's got, that's a good formula. So oh, yeah. I imagine well, it. I mean, it, it's not really a pick-me-up type yeah, movie. I, yeah. I, 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 no. um, and I know the story. But, so. I'll, but I'll tell you what, he did a good job because I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. The, oh yeah, I felt uncomfortable the entire time I was watching that. My favorite thing about that movie was immediately when it came out, there were people that were leaving the theaters and just being like, you know, I didn't really like that movie. There was not a lot of dialogue. And I was like, well, if you go and watch that movie, there's not a lot of fucking points for dialogue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the pieces that they did have dialogue in were very poignant and very important, and they make their point. Right? I, That's I, all you need. I don't know how you make that movie. 
Like, I, I don't know how you sit down and write it and you go make that movie. And I've said that a lot about a Chris, a lot of Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like, normally that's because it's, like, some crazy idea. Like, when you come out of Interstellar, you're like, I don't know how they thought of that shit. Oh, no, like, that, that's, just that's still there, like, the day. long nights and, like, writing all sorts of crazy time shit and, like, you know. But that, then you have a movie like Dunkirk where the script was probably three pages long. It's just, like, action. Yeah. <laughs> three lines. Action. <laughs> Man, that torpedo scene. I yeah. mean, that, and even you don't want to sit through the whole movie. Yeah. Just watch that. Oof. Yeah. That was good, though. That was a damn good yeah, movie. I definitely yeah. need to watch it. I, I should probably watch it with my grandfather. He would really enjoy that. Yeah. Not if he was there. No, he wasn't. He was. <laughs> He's just a history buff. <laughs> this is uh, Major Premium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine that, it is. That is one thing that that movie did get a lot of. Uh, street cred for what's that is guys that were at dunkirk oh yeah said yeah that yeah. that's it yeah which you don't normally hear from a lot of war movies right. where they say you nailed it yeah and i i'm not saying that i could see myself there but that thing looked it was uncomfortable yeah <laughs> for sure well yeah understandably well you know another movie that came out that i forgot came out last year what's that lego batman that was not bad it was all right i, it was I, good I, I didn't even realize it came out Last year. Yeah, no, it was I, good for what it was. I yeah. didn't watch it in theaters. I waited until it came out, and then I paid more because I bought it in UHD on Xbox. Because mm-hmm. it was one of the first ones that the Xbox store put up in 4K. I was yeah. like, well, I'll pay $30 mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> well, I, I, I would not say it was worth $30. Um, it was good. I Mr. Moneybags over here. It was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was entertaining, but i got to tell you, I was disappointed. Like, you get to see the entire Batman universe in the first five minutes. All these characters. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get to see... Um, Ah uh, shoot! Really Calendar Man. Williams. Oh yeah. Comes, it does like the two face thing. Two-faced, yeah. Like a split second. Yep. And it's like, oh no, you do have to slow it down. There are yeah. a lot of yeah. just nudge, I mean, nudge. I mean, um, Condiment King shows up in there. Like, there's so yeah. many characters that just, you don't, you wouldn't know unless you're a real fan. And then there's like, all right, we're done with the Batman characters. Here's I know, but that's why you watch it again. Right. I, I just yeah. and. I've always been a fan of the different iterations of Batman. Yeah. You know, whether it be, I love Adam West right up to, I guess Christian Bale might be the darkest. Or, uh, I would Bat say Black. Was yeah. Dark yeah, you can probably put them on the same. I know, but, yeah. but yeah. I, I love the, the, I love the whole yeah. spectrum. Oh, yeah. I love the, I love yeah. the Lego Batman spectrum. Mm. I'm yeah, glad so it exists. I really wanted the plot that was Batman oriented. Yeah, that's. I think that's the only reason I was disappointed. Like because so when they one, when they hit the uh, like the Lord of the Rings and right, Godzilla stuff coming out from yeah. all these other villains from all these other universes, which is yeah. a kind of a neat way to tie it in. Because I mean, Lego is this like giant multiverse of things that they yeah. have rights to like everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it was kind of neat that they did that. And why is that? It's just like Disney. It's, well, I imagine it's because they different companies saw the property as an easy way to make toys, like. Right, if you think about it, like Star Wars, so Star Wars has a lot of toys, right? They want people to have a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. But people, when they're young, play with Legos anyway, and then you get used to it. And then all of a sudden, say Disney turns around to Lego and they go, "Hey, we can make a lot of money if I, you know, if you buy the rights to use this property." And then guess what? You'll sell the Millennium Falcon for like a hundred and fifty dollars. How about that? And then it's like, yeah, okay, because okay. like, let's be honest. Did somebody go and get the Millennium Falcon? I did. Oh. I got it sitting on the shelf. Nothing but, wrong with that, buddy. <laughs> okay, so that that I get. Right now, the other thing I don't get mm-hmm. is I saw the trailer for Ready Player One. Okay. Now there is no way they're paying 
every one of those studios. A lot every of that, little bit I would of, imagine, is just promotion. Like, that is probably the studio going, hey, if you let us use your property, we'll show it for this amount of time at this scene, and you will probably get a lot of people interested in finding out who that is. Right. Huh. Because I, I mean, I think yeah. there's, a, I think that's the only, yeah. the only way they're going to afford it. Yeah, and I imagine a lot but of these companies. There's a lot of stuff in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that is a trailer you got to break down frame by frame. There's yeah. a lot. Because I mean, you got like Tracer from Overwatch. Right. You get the DeLorean in there. You get the Iron Giant in there. You get the. Yeah, yeah there's one point so where it's much. just like a bunch of cars that are about the to race. Tron bikes in right. there. Like, yeah, and like, it's <laughs> everything in the world. Yeah. 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 I, that's probably an expensive movie to make. But again, it's probably free advertising for a lot of different movies and properties. Like, where else are you going to get Blizzard to be able to be like, you, I'm sorry, you're doing a movie about like an online video game world? Like, right. we got this one character that everyone knows. You well, want to throw that in there? I just want Spielberg to yeah. remind us he's Spielberg again. Yeah, that's something. I don't know about Well, I heard Bridge of Spies is really good. That's fine. I have but not that's seen not it. The, and I like those type movies. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. But that's Spielberg, you know, made a dinosaur reel. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was gonna say is like I don't know about you guys, but like I tried to say Excuse I, me, I, dinosaurs were real. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying I don't believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> but um all right, so I sat down and I watched um the BFG, the big friendly giant that mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg did. And I'm I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Jaws, like, you know, you, you got uh Lincoln, <laughs> you got the you know the Lost World and Jurassic. Park. I don't give a fuck what people say. By the way, Lost World was fun. I will still watch that movie today. It's still better than Jurassic Park three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm a huge Spielberg fan, huge Spielberg fan. But I sat down to watch the BFG. I got about like an hour into it, and I was just like, I don't care anymore. Like it's not, it's not that it wasn't interesting because it was still neat, but it just didn't feel like Spielberg's like. Maybe maybe it yeah. wasn't made for you. Maybe not. I agree. Well, here's but, the thing. But, you know, but but the, I think the thing is, is J.J. Abrams took over that spot from Spielberg because he, he was one of um, – J.J. Abrams was one of those guys that actually hung out with Spielberg when he was, like, a kid. Like, apparently he used to actually uh, edit family movies for Steven Spielberg, which is a pretty big damn job when you're, <laughs> when you're a kid. Like, yeah. it's a pretty damn impressive thing. But then later on he goes on to make um, – what was that movie? Uh, Super Eight. Yeah, Super Love Eight letter. is a is an executive produced by Steven Spielberg, directed by J.J. Abrams, and is a Steven Spielberg movie for all intents and purposes. Like, if you hate the lens flare, fine, but like J.J. Abrams hits those marks. Like he's able to find the like the inner child in you. Even when you go to see the new Star Trek movies, they have that like energetic Spielbergness to them. You but. Know? To be fair, I don't think the BFG was made for you. And here's why. Because I never... Everybody, when they grow up, they all have, like, VHS tapes. That, you know, you got your set of tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One I never had was the Goonies. But I knew everybody, like you and Greg. Yeah. They all talk about the Goonies this and the Goonies yeah. that. I tried watching the Goonies about three, four years ago. Don't this, get it. This motherfucker took no, no, no. the Goonies off. No, no, no. No. You hear that? Don't get it. You hear that, world? What did I do? Motherfucker, turn the Goonies off. Yeah. No, I, I watched. I've seen it all the way through in bits and pieces. Yeah. But I just didn't have that childhood investment in it. No, I, I mean, I get that. And, like, maybe that's part of it. But I, I don't know, man. The BFG just didn't. It didn't seem like a Spielberg movie. It was like. All right, Steven Spielberg. We were talking about it just a minute ago. 
Steven Spielberg comes out and makes Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park makes fucking dinosaurs feel like they are alive today and on the planet. Okay? And the way he does that is by not using completely CGI, but also using, like, practical effects and other stuff. If you go back and look at the BFG, the BFG is, like, a lot of CGI. Almost entirely CGI. Mm-hmm. That's not interesting, and that's not Steven Spielberg to me. Steven Spielberg will always be the guy that made a fucking giant shark yeah. that was dangerous as fuck to use on set. <laughs> that is, that's got to be his best movie, right? Yeah. I would, I would probably, yeah. I mean, I would go with yes. I, I think mean, it's his second movie he ever did, but I think it probably is. Best. I don't think it's his second movie, dude. He did, didn't he do like Duel and Sugarland Express? Because I had, yeah, like, I think those came before that. Okay, and then I think Jaws came, and then he had stuff. I think he did Always after that, which was like a. Nah, I just always when I think Spielberg, I think Private Ryan, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. As well, good as that was. Yeah, I was going to say it's a great movie, but yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think either. Yeah. But Same it, with, I, didn't he do like Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I a, like it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I didn't know it's it was just, still, a, still yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know that BFG was still a movie. Yeah. To me, it was just a Disney movie. Yeah. And I, I watched the whole thing because we watched it when I was, we had the animated one when I was a kid. The, VHS. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'd seen it a few times. I wanted to see what they did with it. I mean, it, it was a shot-for-shot shot remake. Yeah. Of the original movie. Yeah. So. And it, it was, was okay. Neat, it was neat to see it yeah. with live action. Yeah. Yeah, but that's exactly what they did with Beauty and the Beast this right. year. Well, Beauty and the Beast was an hour longer. So they added something somewhere. Well, they added the whole... Actually, I did like what they added in that movie with the whole backstory of uh, the mother... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that as well. That, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a little hesitant, but they did, outside of that, do a shot-for-shot shot remake. Yeah. And I kind of was going, Except I like animation better. I don't know. Well, yeah, I like animation. I'm same way with you. But I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, like, did you feel like the songs were a little bit off? Like, some of them? Like, some of them were on point and good. But then, like, I'm a big fan of the original, like, uh, Be Our Guest song, which I, th- like, I will still to this day, if it comes on in the animated movie, I'll just, you know, you'd see me lean over and, what's going on over there? Well, yeah. I but, like, I the new one, I felt like. them for their singing ability. Well, but, I mean, you hire Emma Watson because. I meant more like it just didn't, mm. it didn't seem as magical. Like, it, the, the animated version, I love the singing, I love the music piece of it, but then I watched the new one, I could barely hear the vocals, the, the artistry part of it where they're like setting up for the dinner didn't feel as like grand as the other one. Like it felt like they confined it more to like a smaller room and kind of went with that. But like the first one, you felt like you were sitting in this giant fucking dining hall yeah, when they pop in there. Cause it's animated. Cause they don't give a fuck what they do, yeah. but that's the same thing you can do in the movie. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a Disney movie. You I, think Disney could be like, that's yeah, why I haven't directed- seen ghost in the show yet. I don't know if I want to see it. I'm, Okay with it. I know there's a lot of people that aren't. I liked it, though. I can't say it because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I'm going, why would you ever want to... It, it is It is a rough transition from the original don't, to this. Don't give me yeah. a Kira. Yeah. Don't give me a live... I don't want it. Oh, you're getting it. I, think well, I know I'm getting I it, but I don't want it. works, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, since you were talking about it... Um... That came out last year, too, right? What? Ghost of the Shell? Yeah. 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 As far as well executed with uh, 
some of these Disney remakes. We're talking about um, BFG and uh, yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Jungle Book was awesome. I love Jungle Book. Jungle Book was really good. Didn't like Sorry. it. No, I actually I turned it off. It's really? gonna be worse because you know they're doing a Lion King too. No, I, mean, I get that, and I think it's not because I hated the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked the cast, and the. I just, I've seen the Jungle Book. Right, I've right. been there. I've done that. I'd much rather just watch the do original. You, right. Do you know what my feeling on the Jungle Book was, though? I liked the overall movie. I thought it was okay. I thought they executed it fairly well, and it was fun. It was a good time. It was neat. But when it comes to the live-action movies... I would rather watch that movie where it's fairly close to the original storyline than where Disney tried to do the live action Maleficent. Right. And I watched that one and I got to the end of it and I was like, I no longer give a shit about Maleficent or whatever. Like when I first saw like Sleeping Beauty when I was young, she was a villainess and it was cool because she was like dark as shit and scary as fuck. But then you watch the live action movie and they try to turn her into like an anti-hero where it's like, oh, the king was a really big shitty guy and they hurt her and now she wants to do bad. But then she's kind of like, oh, I'm going to protect this girl. And I'm like, stop. Like, don't don't humanize my fucking villains anymore of my childhood. Right. Like, I want them to be, you know, straight up fucking villains. Like, if I ever saw a Lion King where they tried to make Scar out to be the good guy, I just had to walk out. Couldn't deal with it. Scar's an asshole. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and that's why he's Batman's butler. Yeah, no, and for some reason, if you told me five, six years ago that they're doing a live-action Lion King remake, I'm going, oh yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see CGI lions. Well, I mean, that's how that's how I was at Beauty and the Beast. Jungle Book. I think the only reason I saw it was because of Christopher Walken. That was an absolutely amazing part in that movie, and at least you had Mowgli. But yeah. There is not a single human character right. in Lion King. Yeah, that's you. Th- yeah. You thought you hated CGI with BFG. Yeah. You're really going to hate yeah. this movie with about 30 CGI animals on the screen. But you know, time. I think I think they executed it better. To be honest, when they did when they did the Lion King, like I knew there were CGI characters, but they looked good. I mean, the animals or in the Jungle Book yeah. is that what I said? I'm sorry, in the Jungle Book, they still looked good. Like the characters. Sometimes they ruin the whole face by making them. Talk. Yeah, you know I mean? but they did okay in yeah. the in the Jungle Book. It was okay, but so I I think, I, I think the reason that I didn't like the BFG compared to like the Jungle Book is because where the Jungle Book looked like it felt still real. Like the animators went above and beyond to make it feel like even though they were talking that it, it looked really good. You had the BFG, which looked there were parts of that that looked just fake. I mean, right. I think a big problem is trying to do human too, like skin. For CGI versus like animal fur, because the BFG, the, the actual giant looked rough to me compared to you know. Yeah, and I always think a movie's going to suffer when you have an like an actor. How old was Mowgli? Eight, ten years old. Uh, you talking yeah. about kids in movies? Yeah, no, 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 no. Not that kids in the job. movies are fine. It's hard to have a kid carry a movie though. Well, yeah, I mean, because you figure this kid, this kid shot an entire movie, and he was the only person yeah. ever on camera. Yeah. So every interaction he did was was faked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Oh no, no doubt. Yeah. But still, at the end of hard the day, it's hard to. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that shows the more like prowess from the director. Like, wasn't that a uh, John Favreau? Yeah, yeah Favreau. Farva. Farva. Is all that crazy shit on the wall? All right. What y'all think of Thor Ragnarok? 
We did a whole episode on it. Yeah. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did a, a spoiler-free episode. We talked about the first two movies. Yeah. And then, and then we had to pussyfoot around the, yeah, the third movie because we didn't spoil it. I think it's fair to spoil the stuff. Yeah. yeah. At this point. It was good. I, I really it. liked it. I know there's people out there that are like, eh, comedy, we didn't do it for me. It's like, fuck that, man. Comedy made that movie. Yeah. Like, it was great. Best Thor movie, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Best Thor movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I like the Thor movies. And it's still the best story. Oh, I hate right. it. I hate yeah, it. I, I think they're the worst part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, like that would be Captain one. America First Avenger. That would be the worst Marvel movie. No, I actually I like that movie. Hate yeah, that movie I hate that movie so I didn't, much. I didn't mind that one. I, I did not care for Thor 1. Thor 2 I thought was, was much, much better. Huge improvement. Yeah. Um, so I, Thor three is, is hands down the winner for me. Yeah. But, I mean, you, it's good. you talk about a fantastic stitch when you're bringing the current MCU oh, yeah. in together with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fantastic way to kind of tie those those you know universes together. Yeah, and, and allow them to be on screen in Infinity War together and kind of jive a little better. Yeah, you know what I mean, well, the, well, the movie's just fun. Yeah, it's no, like it's Guardians Two that came out this year. Yeah, again, yeah. you know, even as serious as it sometimes can be, it's just fun flat at the end fun. of the day. Well, and I think that's a big. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it in multiple podcasts of us. So I think that's a big difference between the MCU and the DCU is. If the MCU keeps it light and fun and kind of neat, like it's colorful, it's vibrant. The if they're not afraid to take chances on shit, like I mean, you had you had Thor. The you had the MCU turn to uh, what, what's his name? Te, Teiki Wakanda? Is it? Well, I can't remember. His fucking name. Wakanda is a fucking place. Chadwick uh, Boseman? No, no, I'm talking about the director. It's like Taiki something. I can't. He's a New oh, Zealand oh, guy. Oh. But that guy makes amazing comedic movies. So when I first heard that he was doing Thor, I was like, you're going to get one of two things. Either you're going to get an amazing Thor that's really fucking funny, or you're still going to get an amazing Thor. It's going to be kind of funny. It's just going to be like taken down a little bit. Uh, yeah, Taiki Watiti or whatever. Yeah, yeah is his name. Dude, he makes great movies. So when I heard that he was doing it, I was like, this is a very surprising turn for a line of movies that had started off with Kenneth fucking Branagh, who's like the god of gods of like, oh, you're going to do like a very like royalty style movie? Great. I'm your man. I'm Kenneth Branagh. Hello. Nice to meet you. But like, and then to end it with this guy from New Zealand who's made like smaller movies, like, I mean, he had made uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is great. He did... um, Things that we do in the dark, which is great. Like, all these, like, low-budget kind of indie movies, and then they hand Thor to him and make it one of the biggest fucking properties that they've done, by the way. I mean, if you go see that movie, like, they're doing big things. Big sets, like, big ships. Like, they're going through, like, a lot of action and stuff in it. Like, it's a lot of work for a guy that had been doing, like, indie flicks. Yeah, but but just stop killing all the good villains. You have so many good heroes in the Marvel Universe. Stop killing. And yeah. no, I'm not talking about the you know 80-story tall fire monster. Yeah. No. I mean... You didn't like him? No. You didn't want him to come back? No. You know what I... You know I hate 80-story tall CGI <laughs> monsters at the end of superhero yeah. movies. It made for a good ending, though. With the Hulk yes. running at him. No, that was good. But at the end of the day, I'm talking about what's-her-face in it. Um, oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. yeah. See that that's an actress. Yeah. C- keep her around. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't kill her off. Even Kurt Russell, I like his villain. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think he's one of the strongest that we've had. 
Well, it's like I, I mean, love James Spader's voice for Ultron, but I yeah. didn't think Ultron was a fantastic no, villain. No. But James Spader, James, James Spader was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the the villains. You're right. They they kill the good ones, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The beer's in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> good call. But, yeah, they they keep killing the good ones, which again they can change all of that with the Infinity Stones. Um, now and. I don't know. I just I'm trying to decide which one I like better, Thor or Guardians. And I guess I gotta go with Guardians. Yeah, I think so too. I I told um my wife didn't like the second one as much as the first one. And, and same her, with me. And it's like honestly to me, the Gu- Guardians one was fan. They're they're both. I have two total reasons for liking it. First one was fantastic because one one of the best soundtracks in a movie you're ever gonna get. Oh I mean, sure. Fantastic. Sort of like Baby and, Driver. And two, they took a movie that's roughly the same length and still had to spend like 30, 45 minutes setting up these characters. Yeah. And this one, you got that much time of narrative. You didn't have to learn about all these characters to start. You just got like literally thrown into the thick of it with the start of that movie. And it's just entertaining the entire way through. And I like I, I thought that the story in Guardians 2 was better to me than Guardians 1. Yeah, I, I think it suffers a little bit in the middle when they're on the home planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, it cuts in with that Sam Cook song. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I still, I think, I think the first one's just a perfect movie. Yeah. I think it's the best movie Marvel's ever put out. Um, and it, it, it introduced me to a property that I had, I knew zero. Right. And I'm a comic book fan. Yeah. Right? I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, and it might—it's probably my favorite thing that Marvel's maybe that's ever why. I think that might be why people are going to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, because it's just you don't know as much about it, and you go in. No, and but, how many of them have been? How many of the Marvel movies have had sequels that have been directed by the same person? Mm-hmm. Uh, the well, Russo you got, brothers. Yeah, the Russo brothers. You got John Favreau did Iron Man one and two. Took a break for three, which was sad because. I actually wanted Shane Black to come back for more because um, you saw the new guys. Or now, is that the new guys? No, new guys. Well, I just the... remember him. He was Incredibles, right? Shane Black was a Pixar guy. No. You sure? No. Shane Black did like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and he did. Um... Fuck! What was that other big one? Well, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Well, I can't. There's one movie that they did recently, which is like the Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling one. I feel like it's the. Oh, uh, yeah, the new guys. Yeah. yeah. That was great. That was fucking amazing. That was like one of my favorite movies. I can't remember. Did that come out in 2016? I think it came out in 2016, right? Yeah, because yeah. I didn't see that on my list, because that would that be on my list. That was a fucking awesome movie, though. Like. I'm fuck it. That's a holdover. I love that movie. I'll still watch that movie. <laughs> the Nice Guys. The yeah. Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't they haven't given too many directors a second chance, really. Other than like figure Avengers movies, because they seem to stick together. Like Joss Whedon, the Russo brothers. Yeah. James Gunn is a genius. Yeah, and I I like what James Gunn's doing. I don't want him to touch any of the other movies. No, no, I yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. I keep Guardians, sure, yeah. yeah. Guardians. That's it. Because I mean, Harding has an amazing idea for an opener for the next one. The next the casino scene you've told me about. That you want? Oh, yeah. Guardians. I was, there was some song that really made me laugh, and I thought it would be just really funny to have, like, uh, 
them at like a casino trying you know trying to leave like the elevators coming down they're all just sitting there and like they're all doing like weird shit like they normally do and then the elevator door like opens and everything's instantly going to shit and they're just like you know shooting everything and shit's falling and stuff and then the very last thing you see is like them stand like the entrance to the casino and like all these like fucking like shit out there like the lights going and stuff and they're just like, how the fuck are we supposed to get out of there? And like Rocket like turns around, he's like, I got keys. And like hits it, and there's like a spaceship <laughs> on display in the background, <laughs> like a display one, like Spike yeah. or something. But I'm talking about like an interstellar. I know, but you could do. We can't do that now because Star Wars did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to get on that? Yeah, we'll hold off. We'll hold off. We'll, we'll do. It. Yeah. We'll do it at the end. But yeah, because oh. it's gonna take a long one. Yeah, because that movie isn't on my list. Really? Really? No. All right. It's not it's on mine. I still don't care. I love that movie, dude. Well, just real quick, John Wick, Chapter 2. Yeah, we, we went and saw it. I, yeah. yeah. It's, I really it's more it. wickier than the first one. Yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good movie, but I honestly was concerned when I thought they were going to try to do another one. I think the last one's a finality, though, right? Yeah. Like, John Wick 3 is supposed to be the end of this. So that's okay. That's good. I mean, but, I just felt like 2 had a nice ending. Yeah. Like... Yeah. He's out of the underworld. This, you know. Is he though? No. Well, he's he for his life. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, just, I, I think that the first one was better. I thought it was a more complete, tighter story. Yeah. yeah um, this I mean, this one I liked, but sometimes you can kill too many people. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, you know, in very, very anatomically correct graphic ways. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes just, that does get exhausting. Yeah, because, I mean... Uh, that's something that they stressed that I well I guess I've read about it somewhere I can't remember where now but they stressed how much work went into making it look realistic. They uh they ammo counted too. Yeah. Like the if if he extended a magazine he reloaded the gun was out and he was finding a new one. Oh no, I'll, I'll like, give him that. I yeah. was watching what he was doing. Yeah. Uh that was really cool. Something Keanu Reeves knows what he's yeah. doing. That well, is. it was like one of the best parts of the movie is uh, right there near the end when he's running through that hallway and he's like killing people and he's like shooting them with the pistol and running out of ammo and like the last person that he kills, he's snatching their gun out of their hand and just continuing on down the hallway. Like right. that was awesome. He's actually moments. a competition yeah. level marksman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's what you call a three gun marksman. So he can do shotgun, rifle, and handgun. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. Oh, he's, he's a samurai. Yeah. Yeah. He's a secret ninja that time jumps, yeah. yeah no, I, and that's something you don't, like, you don't realize how important it is because if he's, if their ammo counting is correct, you really shouldn't notice it. But when he empties, like, when you watch somebody empty a revolver in a movie and they put, like, seven rounds in somebody and it's a six-shot revolver, mm-hmm. yeah. That stands out. Like, yeah. That jumps out at you when it happens. And it's kind of perfect that you don't ever... I don't personally pick up on it yeah, because it just works. Well, you know? no, even the little things where he fires enough rounds and he manually yeah. uh, ejects the magazine yeah. and reloads a fresh one so the slide's not locked back. Right. Yeah. So he can just continually shoot without right. the slide locking back and taking it. Right. Just, yeah. just little things. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of going, all right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But after you kill the 200th person and shoot him in the head. But you get it. You're good at it. Yeah. We get it. And, but then they I mean, switch it's, it up. It's, it's great like, as your bulletproof suit is. But see, then they switch right. it up because you, you're sitting there watching the movie and you're like, man, I'm getting tired of people getting shot. And it's like, oh, he just killed that guy with a pencil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Worth it. Like, yeah, you're just sitting there. You're like, man, I'm getting tired of people getting up. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, but the first movie just seemed just tighter. Like yeah. every everything yeah. everything just seemed like it meant more. Yeah. Whereas this one was getting a little nutty. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence Fishburne is like the homeless 
King was weird. Yeah. I thought that was interesting though. Like, no, was, I, I don't think weird. you needed him in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a, it was an interesting kind of like run that you have. No, so you already had this like criminal thing. underworld. Yeah, it was Hello Neo. Right. That's well, what yeah, that was. But I mean, like, I I thought it was still neat because you had you had the criminal underworld. So you had the world that John Wick lives in, which is you have this like high and mighty area, which is the you know the um the continental. I think is what it's called, this right? Is starting to sound like the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Calm down there, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I liked that, and then I really liked where Lawrence Fishburne kind of showed up as this like other underworld leader. I get that it. Sounds, I get it. Like the Matrix. I get it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I still like with the same people. <laughs> and then John Wick's like this badass, kind of like uh. What was his name? Huh? What was it, Hark? What? Morpheus? No, Neo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, there's one. I thought you were asking Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I get it. I still liked it. I still liked that part. I don't care. That was early 2017. What it was, wasn't it? What time? Yeah, when did it that was. I think it was, yeah, February, yeah. January. Yeah. All right, well, I got a couple Logans next. Okay. I got Logan okay. and Logan Lucky. Which one you want to tackle? I don't care because both of them were fucking awesome. They were great. <laughs> By the way, Daniel Craig yeah. didn't make a James Bond movie. Yeah. And he played a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an awesome that makes one me too. uncomfortable. He probably says All right. Yeah. So we're that talking about me. Logan Lucky then. Because this is a movie that I did. I saw it. It came out recently. And I watched it with uh, Joey at work. And then I immediately went out and bought this movie. Because... Logan Lucky to me was one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And like hands down, it's not like it's not in your face funny. It's it's like just it's a, a little dialect here, a, a short answer here. Like it's it's these little moments in a film. Like I don't think I've ever laughed so hard as there's a scene in the movie where Daniel Craig is a guy who does explosives. And they're standing in the in this room for trying to get to this vault area, and he's like putting like gummy bears and this other shit into a bag and like the other two brothers are like well i thought you were a, like a explosive expert you're sitting here putting super glue and gummy bears into a bag and then he's like right it's science and they're like what do you mean it's science and then he goes and the movie quick cuts and the next thing you see is him chalking out the chemical <laughs> equation for what he's trying to make while they're trying to blow this hole. And I have never laughed so hard in my life, dude. No, the, the, there's something so subtle about that whole movie. Yeah. Where I, it's just I perfect. I didn't see that one. I need to see that. Dude, it's good. It's one, it's one of my favorite movies this year. I, I, I think he wrote all the characters before he wrote a plot. Yeah. Yeah. To, and you know who it was? It was Steven Soderbergh. Well, yeah, because I was sitting there going, I remember him doing a lot of heist That's movies. Adam Driver and... Channing Tatum, yes. right? Yeah, and he does a lot of heist movies. Yeah. He did all your Oceans movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is he doing Oceans 8? Oh, I, I don't see. think he's doing that. I gotta either. tell you, like, I know people were upset about that, but Oceans was already a remake. Yeah. Oceans are, and so I, the trailer for that actually looks entertaining. I'll tell you yeah. I'll tell you the thing that I like about it is, um, I first of all, I like, I like the cast. cast looks amazing for mm-hmm. it. The thing that I like about it is I absolutely know that in that one, Julia Roberts will not play Julia Roberts playing <laughs> Julia Roberts. That fucking part in Ocean's 12 still oh. has me to this day. Because like people are like, I really like the Ocean's movie. I'm like, yeah, I like Ocean's 11 and 13, yes. And they're like, well, 12 was good. And I'm like, 12 was good right up until you get to the part where Julia Roberts plays a character... 
playing Julia Roberts, who gets mistaken for Julia Roberts by Bruce, Bruce Willis. fucking Willis. Like, that's not a plot in a movie. That's the actress being confused for the actress. <laughs> no, that was, uh, they struck out on that one. But you know, the rest of the movie was great. I like Ocean's Twelve. The rest of the movie is a lot of fun. It's just it when they turn like they around, they're like, and they ran out of ideas for how do they get the egg out? Yeah, and they're like, well, they're we like, can have Julia Roberts play Julia Roberts. You know who you look like? <laughs> oh no, I don't. It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'd been funny if they had chose like an actress who looks like a different celebrity, like yeah. somebody who might actually be confused. Like yeah. Matt Damon, like if Matt Damon had to be Mark Wahlberg, yeah, like that like, would have been funny. Or like Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, you know. Okay. I mean, you put those two together, and you give me like you know a little bit of makeup and hair. Like, yeah, but maybe I'm not going to be able. to That's probably still a little bit more of the fourth wall type stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, but holy I appreciate shit! That, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, but Ocean's Eight, I, I love the top end. Mm. I love uh, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um, everybody else, yeah. I could care less, but I will say this: no woman looks like that coming out of jail. <laughs> that, that's not what you look like. No. no, I didn't see a single homemade tattoo on her. <laughs> not one. Uh. Yeah, but no, nah. uh. yeah, it could be good. Something to look forward to, though. I'll have to check out. But yes, Logan Lucky, Logan Lucky though, man. Like I'm telling you, it's yeah. it's well worth the money. It's it's hands. I saw up. it for the first time two weeks ago. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. And I've seen it three other times. So yep, same here. Just a, yeah, I watched it a couple more times just because it's so funny. <laughs> well, and the other one, Logan. Ooh. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it hurt. Yeah. yeah. It did hurt, but yeah. I liked it. Have you guys watched the uh, Logan Noir that came out with the Blu-ray? I have. That guy has. Have, have you? Dude, I, it's the black and white version of it. It's kind of epic to watch it in black and white. It's beautiful. Like, like there's just something about it. Logan in black and white. Yeah, yes, the the movie is. So my digital copy came with. Yeah. Norm. It's kind of because they did they did that with Logan and they did that with Mad Max. Yeah. Because uh, I can't George Romero. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. George. Did, yeah. No. 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 Who Thinking of uh, George Martin. No, that's Was the that guy that did? directed the Beatles. There's all the Beatles. George R. R. Martin is the guy that wrote the Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Remember. Anyway, I remember George Miller. George Miller. I remember him saying that he really he like he was glad with the movie they put out, but that he wanted it in black and white because he felt like that was the uh, like the way that he filmed it. He felt that that would be the most appropriate way to show this movie. So if you ever get a chance to actually see Mad Max, the Blood and Chrome edition, it is absolutely beautiful. There's something about black and white where you can, especially in high definition, where you can see those like little grains of sand that are like just offset in color a little bit. Like it's, it's something different about being in black and white and it makes it just the way light reflects off of things too. Yeah. Because like when you see something like, well, in Logan, the perfect thing of blood period. Yeah. Blood in black and white has a very particular look to it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, it gives, it gives it a very good feeling because you've already taken Logan to a place where, you know, everything's just a little older at this point. And, yeah. and seeing Black and White. Was yeah, cool. and it, it sucked watching that, but I thought that was such a good... No, it was incredibly well actually. Yeah, because it, it, it ultimately was a simple story. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much. Yeah. I absolutely, and I absolutely loved um, Professor X having seizures that, like, freeze everybody. Like, I yeah. thought that was... Like, no, no one's ever really taken the time... Well, I mean, I'm sure it was addressed in the comic books before. I didn't really read X-Men that much. But, like, what happens to these people when they become senile and can't control their abilities anymore? Like, yeah. you're talking about well, humans, 
now get old and they can't control their their bodily functions. You mm-hmm. know, it's like how is that any different? Well, they did do sort of a play on that from the Old Man Logan book. Yeah. Which uh, I guess spoilers if anyone hasn't read that. It's been out for over a decade. Fucking spoilers, people. Yeah. But in that story, oh uh, Logan has sort of, you know, a loner at this point because there's uh, a guy that can make you see stuff. Is it, uh, remember the guy he had the big sphere? He was also a Spider-Man villain. Oh, uh, Mysterio, Mysterio, right? Yeah, Mysterio. Yeah. Well, he essentially made the X-Men look like the enemy and Logan killed them all. Oh. And that's, that's why, yeah, so Logan killed all the X-Men in the original book. So they kind of did a play on that. With uh, Professor X in this one, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and it's it's the only way you can explain that they're not still around. Right. The um, little girl that played X twenty three was the fourth wall thing with the the, with the comics. Basically, that the comics were like this. Oh yeah, of what actually happened. You know, I couldn't quite put my uh, thumb on that. Really? I, th- I thought it was neat, and I kind of got it. But then at the same time, I'm going, well, did this happen or not he happen? He said, like only like, like how only much time like, has gone by he here? He said like only like whatever percent happened that way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so like the costume didn't exist and probably some of the grandeur that's laid out in the comic books that they wrote for the kids didn't exist, but all in all, most of it... But you got a lot of movies that says it kind of did. Right, right. And you're going to have a lot more movies. Yeah. That's, that's why I was kind of wondering. I'm going, right. are you just old and ticked off? Or, right, that's true too. Um, like, okay, I'll give you that. No, but I did, I did think it was cool. Yeah. But I just, I wanted a little more. That was our taste. Of, that was our only chance at seeing the... Classic Wolverine costume in a movie. <laughs> that is true, but luckily, this is the only time that I'm being supportive of a movie. Is if they continue to make it, this next Dark Phoenix movie that's coming out will have the '90s era X-Men uniforms in it because they showed it at the end of Age of Apocalypse um, when they're yeah. all in the danger room. Yeah, yeah. like like uh, Mystique had hers. Like, dude, that was that was the one part of Age of Apocalypse that I actually like. Actually, didn't I? Didn't I thought it was a very average movie. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Yep, didn't, didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Didn't like it either. Because there um, were a lot of parts where, like the part at the end where he's like building the, the pyramid in the middle of uh, Cairo, and then at the end they're like, "Yay, we no, saved the world!" And that, I was that like, suffers from you bad just villain. fucked up Egypt. Like the whole fucking place is gone, and there's a giant fucking pyramid in there. Don't you guys high five each other? Right? Huh. That suffers from bad villain. Yeah. That, that was, that was the only problem that's with that movie. That's the same thing as in Avengers 1. They're Which all excited a, that they beat the bad guy and New York's been wrecked. Yeah. Yeah, they put it back together. Though. <laughs> Fairly quick. <laughs> no, well, that no, is bad the, the bad villain, though, the problem I have with that is you have Oscar Isaacs, who is fucking come on, dude. Yeah, and you put like, 100 you pounds of makeup like, on him. Yeah, you, and not only that, but you didn't put the right makeup on him. Like... I they uh, I saw online a while I ago where they were doing uh, yeah they were doing like screen test with uh, how it would have looked if he had actually had a semi decent apocalypse uniform, um, which what they were saying was this is a look conforming to how he is like his body shape, but this is what would have happened if he actually had a costume that legitimately looked like the apocalypse costume, and then maybe at the end you were able to bulk him up a little bit more to the you know. Which is the only part of that movie that we got where he looked anything like the original character was a very like final moment with him and Phoenix. You get like a brief look of him and, and Professor X, and that was it. Right. But like when I saw the look online, I was like, who, who couldn't tell the fucking costume designer like 
you got you got to do this. Like you can't have him walking well, around I mean, like Ivanus or you know just some guy from Egypt for half the movie. Like <laughs> this is apocalypse. This is your biggest fucking character right. in the X Men universe or one of them. Like you have to go big with this guy, well, and they went small. Didn't Psylocke <laughs> give him some serious shit about her costume because hers was just black, like a black bodysuit. I, th- I and think she was like, if I'm not, it actually looked like Borat's mankini. She was. Wearing. If I'm not mistaken, though, that was that was fairly close to her uniform in the X Men. Right, because she, she because Olivia Munn actually wanted. said she, she wanted. Yeah. yeah, she said she so. because I think they had originally had like a yeah. body suit, and then she said suit. it was really hard to keep shit in. Yeah, yeah. No, which sure. you I'm, can I'm pretty sure. Believe. Yeah, if she if she sneezed, <laughs> something's getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to help yeah. <laughs> But no, I I agree, I agree. But not a bad movie. No, so, yeah, Logan X Men yeah. was was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought that she was she did a phenomenal job. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Fun fact: the girl played Eleven audition for that role. Oh yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad she didn't get it. Then, Me too. Yeah. Like, I Me think too. she would have been great, but I think she's definitely better as Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.